Chapter 2 Exiles Daniel is already on his feet, even as his eyes are still asleep, still closed. Wait, no, they're open. It's so dark that it's hard to tell the difference. The floor he was just lying on is made of stone, and a faint, eerie glow emanates from the ceiling. Some kind of cave. Daniel can just barely make out a pile of loose stones nearby. Nothing else is visible but darkness on all sides. Daniel hears the sound that got him to his feet so quickly. A skittering, loud and nearby. Horror movies have it wrong when they try to terrify people with whispers in the dark. Whispers are at home in the dark. They make sense there. True fear comes from something out of place. An instant later, Daniel has closed the distance between him and the pile of stones. He digs through the pile and finds a long, jagged rock about the size and width of his forearm. Its edge is sharp enough to cut wood. As the skittering grows louder, Daniel crams a few handfuls of small round stones from the pile into his pockets, and he clenches the jagged rock in his right hand. He faces the source of the sound. The skittering seems to be coming from right outside Daniel's field of vision now. He grips the jagged rock tightly and positions himself with his back to the cave wall. He stares at the darkness, watching as two shifting forms slowly skitter forward. After a few tense seconds, they become close enough to see. Two gargantuan beetles, bigger than wolves. <coughs> Daniel has beaten too many online opponents guided too many groups of strangers to digital victory for the instincts not to translate. There is a time for Back, back, back! Doombringer, get back! And there is a time for Push together, come on, let's go! This is the latter. It's just enough to move the dial from flight to fight. Daniel doesn't wait to be cornered. He runs to meet the closest giant scarab <clears throat> head-on, stabbing at its head with a jagged rock. The scarab rears up, deflecting Daniel's blow with its mandibles. Daniel's arm is forced back by the impact, and in that moment the scarabs both lunge forward. Daniel manages to evade one, but by doing so he moves directly into the path of the other. The scarab's mandible digs into the side of Daniel's torso, and through the rush of adrenaline Daniel feels a pinching warmth as blood rapidly begins to soak his shirt and pants. Wounded. Daniel wonders how many more blows he can take before he goes down for good. How strong are his bones? How much blood can he lose before going unconscious? It's arithmetic to Daniel. No, simpler than that. With no option but to fight, Daniel knows that the numbers will either work out in his favor or they won't. He readies himself to keep attacking until he or the scarabs are dead. He cuts toward the nearest scarab, this time aiming for its throat. The blow connects, and Daniel plunges his weapon into the gap between the scarab's huge carapace and its head. Expecting to feel nothing but soft tissue, Daniel is surprised when the rock scrapes against something hard. The instant he feels the scrape, a bright light erupts from the beetle's throat, and Daniel instinctively turns away. But in the brief flash of light, Daniel catches a glimpse of his surroundings. 
there seems to be a dead end to one side, and the tunnel continues opposite it. Down the tunnel, a man is face down in the stone. He is dead, Daniel knows, though he sees him for only an instant. The tunnel goes dark again. Daniel quickly withdraws his weapon as the scarab slumps to the ground, lifeless. He moves out of the way just as the second scarab surges forward with another attack. 